wants to try my 18-layer dip. It's got beans, cheese, bird seed, guac, chocolate chip. One warning, if you're allergic to uh, peanuts or bee stings, I wouldn't eat it. What you talking about? Who the hell are you talking to? Charlie Blackman is the batting champion, more like the ugly champion. If God doesn't like the Broncos, then why is the sky blue and the sunsets orange? Three stories a week, three days a week of some of the most exciting and conversating stories from around Colorado sports. It is Monday. Happy Monday, y'all. My name is Matt Kennedy, your host. And we've been doing College Mondays last couple of weeks. We're going to stick to it. I love talking college sports on a Monday morning, especially after a Broncos loss, because I don't want to talk about that. And today, we're going to talk about a winning football team, at least as of recently, winning two out of their last three games, and then winning, of course, on Saturday in a 32-14 win over San Jose State, it's them Rams. How about them Rams, baby? How often do we get to say that Colorado State is a winning football team? Well, after Saturday in a packed Canvas Stadium on homecoming in Fort Collins, the Rams are now in first place of the Mountain Division of the Mountain West Conference thanks to a 1-0 and conference record. We'll talk to Justin Michael from DNVR Rams coming up in just a little bit. This was a really... Impressive win for Steve Adazio and his squad. All three aspects of the game were firing, and historic games were played by individual players. We'll list all those in just a second. And the Rams were able to do all of this against the defending conference champs from last year in the Spartans. Just didn't think it was going to happen, but they did it in rather dominating fashion. Here's some quick stats for you to quickly recap what went down at Canvas on Saturday. Todd Santello, the Rams quarterback, Opened up the game by hitting his first 12 passes. Tied for the longest streak in program history. The longest is 14 passes. He finished the game with 19 completed uh, throws for 232 yards and a touchdown. He added about 30 to 40 yards on the ground as well. He also had the fourth best single game completion percentage at 82.6%. Kicker Caden Camper connected on a school and Mountain West record. Six field goals in the game, including a career-long 53 giving him 11 consecutive conversions. My goodness, his story, actually Justin will tell in just a second, really interesting story in Caden Camper. You got to feel all but good for him. Defensively, as a whole, the Rams, for a third consecutive time, held their opponents to fewer than 300 yards of total offense, 268 to be exact, against San Jose State. The unit did it with a mix of strong, and I mean very strong, execution and some punch, delivering a pair of turnovers, six tackles for loss, three of which were sacks. Not enough can be said about that defense in the last three weeks of the Rams after giving up 240 yards rushing in the season opener and a loss to South Dakota State. CSU has not allowed more than the 114 the Spartans produced on the ground in this game. So there's a lot more that I can say on my own, but I really want to jump into this interview with Justin Michael from DNVR Rams because he breaks it down really well. We talk about the game. We talk about the schedule coming up and talk about the Mountain West because it is very, very interesting. So let's jump into that conversation with Justin Michael from DNVR Rams here on ACE. All righty. All righty. Of course, here with Justin Michael from DNVR Rams. Justin, first and foremost, man, um, the Rams are something. The Rams are something now. We, uh, We've, we've been wanting this to happen for a while, but after after Saturday, the, the win over San Jose State, how are you feeling after the first couple of, uh, of, of months uh, for, for CSU? 
you know, it's been it's been a roller coaster and they are something. What they are yet, that's kind of to be determined. And and they've got a pretty difficult schedule coming up here in conference play where I think we're really gonna learn about this team. But the turnaround that they've made over the last month is it's pretty remarkable. I mean, I had them sitting at two and three in my preseason prediction through five games, but okay. I'm one in four in terms of picking the outcomes of those games. <laughs> like I yeah. thought. In, at least coming into the year, you know, I picked them to barely beat South Dakota State. I knew how good they were. I picked them to beat Vanderbilt. They obviously lost both those games. I didn't think they were going to beat the reigning conference champs or go on yep. the road and beat Toledo or dang near challenge a top five Iowa team. I mean, they were up at halftime in that one. Um, they just have an identity, you know, for the first time in quite some time, you know what this team does well. They're stout defensively. They run the football. They play really hard. Trey McBride's obviously a beast. And yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Well, I mean, one of the guys who had a monster game, Tazantel, the quarterback, he opened the gate by hitting his first 12 passes tied for the longest uh, second streak in program history. The longest is 14 passes. He finished the game with 19 completed passes with uh, 232 yards, a touchdown. He also had the fourth best single game completion percentage at 82.6%. You already know all these stats. I'm just naming them because they're fun to talk about. Uh, the one yard pass, the 60 yard bomb to Ty McCulloch. Adazio said post game that Ty has really, he said, flipped a switch in the last couple of weeks. It's safe to say that the entire team, especially the offense, has flipped that switch. Now they're just looking like they're on a rhythm. Yeah. I mean, I, I still think we need to find a little bit more consistency. Now, it was really encouraging to see what Todd did. And, and Todd is a guy that I can't help but root for. I mean, he, he struggled a little bit, especially. In that Vanderbilt game, he missed some open opportunities. He's not the reason they lost that game. Like some of the fans were really critical. And I mean, really harsh, just being like, this guy can't throw. He's terrible. Like, we want a true freshman in there instead. And Todd took everything on the chin the last couple of weeks and was just like, you want to know what? I have to be better. I have to be more consistent. I had a chance in that Iowa game to hit Trey McBride when he was wide open, put it 21 7. I missed it. That changes the entire game and that falls on me. Then he comes out. Two days after that, you know, standing in front of everybody, just taking complete ownership of everything. Yeah. And he completely lights it up. You know, he's efficient, making great decisions with the football. That bomb to Ty McCulloch was awesome. And and Daz was Daz, 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 whatever you want to call him. He he was really stoked to see that because they've yeah. they've been desperate for somebody outside of Dante Wright and you know, outside of Trey McBride to kind of step up at receiver. Finally, yesterday they had eight different guys catch a pass and I think that's the the recipe for success for CSU. That's what they need to try and replicate moving forward. As good as Trey McBride is, probably the best tight end in the country. Yeah. You can't win only, you know, targeting number 85. It's got to be a, a diverse effort and they're kind of starting to get there. Complimentary football has been something exactly, yeah. the last couple of weeks. I mean, the the losses against South Dakota State and then Vandy was like, man, they're just targeting Trey and and that's it. <laughs> and now they have some good running football. The defense is there. Special teams. Oh my gosh. Six for six on field goals. What, what a night. That's just fun to watch when all aspects of the game are working out for. That's another cool story, man. Caden camper in 2019, he was a walk on at CSU. Yeah. Didn't win the job initially. The Rams are in non-conference play and I'm drawing a blank on who won the, the gig over him at the time, but they were so terrible in practice that they actually pulled Caden camper at a class it was his uncle was the professor, just a small detail. Yeah. And they put him on a flight to Arkansas and he ended up starting like less than 10 hours later. He's been through some stuff, actually got in trouble, um, had a DUI and 
like tw- late 2019, early 2020, got kicked off the team for a while. Yeah. Comes back, earns his role. Then he has a slow start, starts one of four, misses two field goals in that Vanderbilt game. And since then, he's 11 of 11 on field goal attempts. Ooh. Was five of five at Toledo, six of six yesterday. Hit a 53 yarder, which looked like it would have been good from, you know, 56, 57. Yeah. It's just a cool story. I think that's a lot of the this Rams team. It's guys that have been battle tested, they've been through a lot on and off the field. And, you know, they stuck by Caden after that Vanderbilt game. There were a lot of people like, you're going to open up the kicking competition again. And Adazio was like, no, he's been the best guy by far. He's been nothing but consistent. We're going to stick with him. And it's proven to be the right decision. Justin, you were at the post game at Kansas. I mean, besides all the stories you just talked about, Steve Adazio himself, he was very gritty and confident are two kind of weird words to describe. And that's what I was getting the vibe off of. He acknowledged the status of college football. And he said it was fragile. At this point, he says, if you don't come prepared mentally and physically each and every single week, then somebody's going to take your lunch money. Just quoting him verbatim. <laughs> yeah. uh, CSU has been really on the opposite side of it, almost taking Iowa's lunch money. And when you look at the rest of the season, it's safe to say that the approach of the Rams, they don't have much to lose. They have all the freedom to win the football games and just get better because of their past, because of the years, because of the records. They get a chance to do something special this year. And they can be prepared. I mean, you got some good games coming up that are very winnable and the Rams can put themselves in a very prominent position by the time the season is over. Yeah. I mean, all their, all their season goals for the most part are still on the table. Obviously you don't want to start the year with a pair of home losses, no matter who you're playing. I mean, you only get six home games all year. You know, that's a third of your season already down the, or a third of your home games already out of the picture. At this point though, they've been resilient. Like you said, they do have some winnable games starting with New Mexico this week. That's a team they haven't lost to in over a decade. Mm-hmm. You don't want to overlook them. I mean, I I talked to Danny Gonzalez, New Mexico's head coach in the summer, and he is well aware of the streak. And I promise you all week, it is going to be emphasized to those Lobos players. Like, we're not losing to those jerks up north again. Like, we are beating CSU. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see where CSU responds. They've been the underdog these last three weeks and right. kind of it's been you know, that chip on the shoulder as against the world. Nobody believes in us. Now I want to see, can they continue, like keep that intensity, continue to execute at a high level when there's a little bit of expectations behind them, because, you know, things are changing. It's early in conference play, but at the moment they're currently leading the mountain division, which is wide open. I mean, the best teams are in the West, so it's going to be, it's going to be interesting, man. Like if all of a sudden they beat New Mexico and Utah state, you're sitting at four and three going into you know, the Boise, Wyoming Air Force stretch. And at that point, it's like, well, anything's on, you control your own fate. You know, these are the biggest games. That's what college football is all about. You know, rivalry games in October, November that dictate whether you're going to make the postseason or not. Mm -hmm. And you look at the conference standings, you just mentioned it. (laughs) They're first in the Mountain Division, just to emphasize people who may have dismissed that. Undefeated at 1-0 in conference play. Yes, Air Force is 5-1. Uh, two wins in conference play, but they have the one loss to Utah State. Utah State themselves, they have a conference loss. Boise State lost to Nevada two weeks ago. Of course, they just beat the number 10 team in the nation in BYU. But this is still a wide open division, and CSU has a chance to do something, whether they realize it or not. But you mentioned New Mexico State. The tables have turned. They're now a sleeper team when it comes to uh, when it comes to how CSU may look at it. And was it 10 years you said that they haven't that the Lobos haven't beaten the Rams? Yeah, I think you got to go back to uh, like 2009 or something like that. It was cra- it's been an absurd streak. And it's been a really weird series when you look at the games. Like 
The Rams have gotten really lucky in a couple of them. And historically, this is either a blowout or it's a three-point game. Yeah. So, like, I'm, I'm very interested to see what it's like this week. The Lobos, they got Terry Wilson, Kentucky transfer at quarterback. I like what they're building there under Danny Gonzalez. They brought uh, Rocky Long over from San Diego State. He's their defensive coordinator, was actually the Lobos coach, you know, kind of in the glory years when, they, when Brian Urlacher was there. And that's kind of their whole goal. CSU and New Mexico are in very similar positions right now. They were once proud programs. I mean, there was a stretch in the early 2000s where these two really dominated, you know, the Mountain West. These were kind of the cream of the crop. That game was potentially what would determine the Mountain West championship or who would be going. We're, we're, we're a long way from those days, but it should at least be a competitive game. It should be interesting. And I just, I'm excited that the Rams have an opportunity to be relevant. You know, this is, this is a game where you're looking to go three and three. It's not, you know, well, I hope we win this one. Cause if we don't win this one, we might not win another game the rest of the year. Like right. they have a legitimate shot to be competitive and, and be relevant in conference play and kind of play a role in who ends up going to the Mountain West Championship. Maybe it's CSU when it's all said and done. Who knows? I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not quite there yet. Like I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to make people think, you know, I'm that far bought in, but it's possible it's on the table. And with what we've seen these last couple of weeks, I would say you wouldn't be crazy if you're starting to buy in a little bit. Well, just with this stat in mind, New Mexico loses a four straight averaging only 5.7 to five points per game, less than six during that stretch. Uh, CSU on the road though, who you got this weekend and why? I got CSU. Um, I think I, I don't really care about the streak in terms of like, I think that, favors New Mexico more than it favors CSU just because they're going to really have something to play for. But what this game really comes down to, I think is just a, a difference in, in talent in the trenches. Yeah. And I, you know, like you said, New Mexico's offense, they've really been struggling their offensive line. They can't really protect the quarterback and CSU can really get after the quarterback. I mean, they've got a couple of defensive ends that are going to get looks at the next level. Scott patch in Miami transfers. Awesome. Toby McBride, Trey's brother. He's a stud. And I just, I don't really see how they're going to move the ball now. If the Lobos have a path to success, it's probably vertically. It'd probably be testing CSU's corners, which have been inconsistent. They've been much improved the last month, but they've still been up and down and they just don't have a ton of depth. So if you can create some big plays, draw some penalties that way, like then they'll have an opportunity. But I, I think if the defensive line gets rolling and they're just in the backfield all night, I have a hard time seeing New Mexico move the ball consistently. And then on top of that, I think CSU should be able to run the football against the Lobos pretty well. Now, Rocky Long, their defensive coordinator, I think he's probably the most brilliant defensive mind in the entire conference. You know What he did at San Diego State for like a decade plus was unprecedented, and so I'm not going to write them off by any means, but I just think it's a difference in talent. And if, if you want to expect to be relevant, you, gotta, you have to expect to win this game, right? Yeah. Well, Justin, hey, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I love your knowledge of the game and of the Rams. Where can people find you on Twitter? Thank you, my man. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Justin T. Michael or at DNVR underscore Rams. Posting behind all those. Sometimes I'm interacting back and forth. That makes me feel a little bit weird. But uh, <laughs> thank you, man. This has been a lot of fun. Anytime you want me on, I'd love to come on. And look at everything he's got going on at the DNVR.com, all the beat stuff for the Rams by the very own Justin Michael. Justin, thanks so much. Appreciate the time. Of course. Thank you, man. 
Once again, big shout out and thank you to Justin Michael from DNVR Rams for joining us on today's show. That is all for today. That is all she wrote. We will be back on Wednesday. We're going to talk some Broncos with another DNVR journalist, DNVR uh, Broncos own Zach Stevens. So we'll see y'all then. Have a good Monday and we'll see y'all on hump day on all Colorado. Everything.